I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla apparently has to rely on aggressive security tactics to Get away from reporters at Project Veritas. I've got my best and worst takes of the week. We're also going to play some, well, a featured article of the Babylon Bee. And, of course, we will crown a new Richard of the Week. Yes, it's a Fish Fry Friday right here on Critical Thinking. So, Pat Oney here filling in for Andrew Coppins again because he's apparently still recovering from knee surgery um, though I have it on good authority from his wife that uh, he's ready to get up and run a marathon so he should be back in theory if he's feeling that good he should be back on Monday but uh, time time will tell um, if not I will still be here I will still be doing critical thinking unfortunately uh, there is no rumble video today as I've been taking over and it's all audio only so you can listen to this wherever your favorite podcasts are played. You can follow me over at The Patoni Show, also at The Coppin Show for Andrew as well on all the social media channels. Um, of course, you know, with Andrew being out, we're gonna we're just going to do a featured article from the Babylon Bee again today. Um, I will crown a brand new Richard of the Week. Um, I will give you my best and worst takes of the week as well. Um, and and then we'll call it, we'll call it a weekend. Call it a weekend. But first, before I get into any of that stuff, I, Project Veritas last night released yet another video. And this is, what they're doing is they're they're trying to get comments from CEO Albert Borla, but apparently he's having to, well, use security to keep said reporters away from him. And... Though you can't see this video, it's on my Twitter page if you want to go and take a look at it. Or you can go over to Project Veritas and check it out for yourself. Um, But I I want to play a little bit of the audio because the audio will actually 
is pretty descriptive of what's going on here. So let's check this out. Now, Project Veritas reporter standing outside the Conrad Hotel in Washington, D.C., where just a short while ago this morning, myself and one of my colleagues, one of our top undercover journalists, confronted Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer. He did not want to answer any of our questions about Dr. Jordan Walker. Hey, good morning, Mr. Albert Borla. Your company, Pfizer... Excuse me, don't push me. Mr. Albert Borla. Why did your company, Pfizer, avoid responding to multiple press inquiries from Project Veritas regarding Dr. Jordan Walker? Mr. Borla, your Pfizer employees are telling our journalists this information. Why not just be transparent? What do you have to hide? What's the big secret, Mr. Borla? What are you doing here today? Are you worried that you're going to be called before Congress to testify on whether or not Pfizer lied about testing on the COVID virus? Or are you confident your lobbyists have paid enough Pfizer money? Are you worried that you're going to be called before Congress to testify on whether or not Pfizer lied about testing on the COVID virus? Or are you confident your lobbyists have paid enough Pfizer money to elected officials to avoid oversight and scrutiny? Is that what you're doing here today, sir? How much money do you have? Do not touch me. Keep that out of my face. You're a journalist, okay? No, you're not. Mr. Borla, would you like to sit down with an interview for Project Veritas? Who can we talk to? Do you talk to any journalists at all? Mr. Borla, your bottom line, huh? Good job, guys. So uh, just to give you a, a quick description of what's actually happening here, um, the CEO, Albert Borla, he's the CEO of Pfizer. He's walking down a hallway or several different hallways throughout this hotel. Um, it's the Conrad Hotel in Washington, D.C., um, per the reporter at the beginning of this. And um, on both sides of him, he has um, basically two security guards, and, and one of which on it would be his left side, uh, is is kind of like where the reporter is, and, and she's holding out the microphone to Albert Borlas as she's asking him questions. And the security guy kind of has um, Albert Borlas right around the arm a little bit, just kind of keeping him out of her way. And as she's putting the mic up, you know, he keeps swatting the mic down, this the security guard. And um, it eventually gets to the point to where he he does it enough to where she has to tell him, do not touch me. Now, she's not touching Albert Borlas. She's simply asking him questions, to which, if you noticed in this entire clip, he's not saying a word. He isn't saying anything. The only person that, that has said anything to this reporter is the security guard saying, get that thing out of my face. And then when they respond and say, hey, we're journalists. We're just trying to get some answers here. Um, he says, no, you're not. So... What is this exactly? So then, and then right here at the very end where she says, good job, everybody, they go into this um, behind-the-scenes conference room, closed-door type thing, and, and that's where they are. But I, I want to, there's more to this clip. I, I want to continue with this, and then we'll go from there. Are you guys the elected officials that are helping him avoid oversight and scrutiny? Would anybody like to comment? What are you guys going to discuss? Do we like quiet meetings and closed doors? 
just asking questions on behalf of the people. Hey, yeah, this is private meeting space. Oh, we know. That's why we want to get in there and ask some questions. Who can we talk to about setting up an interview with? Hi, good morning. Can I assist you? Yeah, we're here to speak, ask some questions of Mr. Borla on behalf of the people. Okay, we're going to have to ask you to leave. This is a private event. We can't have you in the hotel. Well, we have a room, so... This is a private uh, space. Security's on the way. Oh, great. Cool. So we'll talk to them. Um, what, what do you do? Guys, I'm just here to ask some questions about how Mr. Borla can go without oversight and scrutiny and not answer one single question to a journalist. Lots of conversations behind closed doors, guys. With the Republican Governors Association. I noticed no media was invited to this meeting, sir. It would be a lot easier if he would just agree to sit down with us. The real question is, as Mr. Borla meets with elected officials and lobbyists, is this how Pfizer skirts government oversight? Uh, so here at the end of the video, it, it says Pfizer in 2022 revenue was $100.33 billion. Albert Borla's income was $24.7 million. Um, and, and this is what's, what's interesting about this is, is that they point out here at the end that there are, uh, elected officials, lobbyists, you name it in this meeting at this hotel and no one really seems to know what this meeting was about. Um, I don't know what this meeting was about, but it, it begs to question what is being discussed behind these closed doors at this hotel. What do they have to hide? Why won't they answer any questions from Project Veritas? I mean, they still have Jordan Walker that's working there. I mean, we, we covered that earlier this week. So if he's still working there, they're asking questions and they're asking questions about the, the jabs and they have nothing to hide, why wouldn't you want to get out in front of this, is my question. If you're Albert Borlas, why wouldn't you welcome that level of transparency? Because they have something to hide. If anything, if anything that Project Veritas has exposed in the last few weeks is, is really one thing. It has nothing to do with, with um, Jordan Tristan Walker, as, as many would like to, to say it is. It's, it's really not. The, the crux of the matter is, is that Pfizer has something to hide, and they're not being honest about it. And the American people at this point, with everything that is going on with jabs, allegedly, because there, there isn't necessarily solid proof yet, but it, it's getting to be stronger and stronger of a case all the time that things like myocarditis are linked to these jabs, that there are issues with infertility with these mRNA, quote-unquote, vaccines. So you would think that you would want to be out in front of this, that you would want to be very public about it, that you would want to say, hey, this is what we have discovered, this is what we're finding out, this is what's going on. And say something, because the longer you sit here and wait, okay, and the longer that you allow organizations like Project Veritas continue to do this to you, it's going to cause one thing. It's going to cause people to speculate and question and then question some more. And then eventually things are going to start coming out the hard way. I would, If I'm them, if I'm a company that wants to keep their reputation and or or at least 
take the hit now and hopefully recover and regain trust later because at least you could say, hey, we, we, we did our best to be honest about this. This is what I would do if I'm Pfizer, but th- they won't because they, they really only care about, well, really two things, and that's money and power. They, they, they have power right now. And they're making a crap ton of money. I mean, they made over $100 billion in 2022 alone. They have some splaining to do. That, that That's what it comes down to. Now, hopefully this Republican Congress can um, grow some, some backbone here and uh, actually do something about it. I mean, there are... There are those some of those that are actually starting to look into this but let's actually have hearings investigation public hearings by the way nothing private nothing private nothing nothing should be private in this entire thing at all the the american people deserve to know they deserve to know did we actually poison ourselves did we do something wrong did we take this jab way too soon I would contend yes, but let's see what the actual evidence and the actual quote-unquote scientists have to say about it. That's what we need from these people. And right now, we're not getting it. The only thing that we're getting is from the, I would call intrepid journalism, from Project Veritas. That's the only thing that we've gotten from these people in... Ever, I mean, there was when they were in Davos, uh, what last month? Uh, I mean, it was what Rebel News, I believe, um, also confronted Albert Borlas there as well, or, or excuse me, Albert Borla. I I keep saying Borlas, I don't know why, but it's Albert Borla. So my apologies. Um, it, so they 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 confronted him there. If lots of of you know non mainstream media organizations, um have confronted these um, big corporations about what's really going on with these jabs. And all they can do is just smirk and walk down a hallway with, with security for, for quote unquote protection from someone simply asking some questions. They just keep walking down that hallway and they just say nothing. They say nothing to no one. That really should tell you something right there. And it's disturbing. And I, I can only hope at this point that we get answers at some point here. Um, we, we deserve answers. Will we get them? I unfortunately don't know. I don't know. Um, time, time will tell when it comes to this. But I want to get into um, my best take of the week here. Um, and this actually comes from um Matt Walsh and he was at at a committee hearing which was in support of a bill banning child mutilation in Tennessee um he was being he's being questioned in this clip uh by a democrat on the committee uh what asked him to qualify to speak on the subject so i'm i'm just going to let this clip speak for itself Give us a summary of your educational background or your healthcare education experience. Mr. Walsh, you recognized my experience in healthcare. Your educational background. I'm just curious. You 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 yeah. testified as to a lot of your own research. So I'm curious for what purpose you do that and what background you have to qualify you to speak to that. 
Well, my background that qualifies me to speak to this is that I'm a human being with a brain and common sense, and I have a soul. And so, therefore, I think it's a really bad idea to chemically castrate children. That is my experience. Um, also, I, I did, now it's true, I didn't, I didn't go to college, but I did go to school long enough to learn how to read so I can read the data for myself, and that's exactly what I've done. Representative Clemens, you're right. And for what purpose do you um, conduct your research and use this brain of yours? Mr. Walsh, you recognize. <laughs> I use it for the purpose of trying to protect children from being castrated and mutilated. That's one of the things I try to do. You don't use it Clemens. to. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You don't use it to get clicks on your publication. Well, are you using it right now to try to get clicks with this interaction? On, no. I, 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 I really like the Mr. idea Walsh. of getting uh, of of drawing attention to the fact that this is happening to children. I know you seem to find it very amusing. I don't. Oh, that was so brilliant. Okay, so first of all, this this this. Um, guy on the committee, this this Democrat, is asking an absolutely asinine question. It's a completely stupid, moronic question. I, I, if if you are going to to talk to Matt, someone like Matt Walsh, who just did a documentary less than a year ago of what is a woman, which by the way, if you haven't seen, highly recommend. Uh, and and you're you're going to ask him this question, you're a complete idiot. I mean. Matt Walsh could have taken this a million different ways. I think one of the ways I would have done it if I had been in his shoes is, okay, so what are your qualifications to speak on this matter? I mean, clearly this guy has done some kind of research at some point, right? I mean, he has a brain too and is able to differentiate what is a man and what is a woman, right? At least one would hope so. I mean, put it to you this way. Uh, I, I'm not a veterinarian, but I, I do know what a dog is. I own two of them. So to sit here and say, uh, what, you know, what qualifies me to speak on a subject of, of preventing children from being um, mutilated, uh, I, I have a brain. I have eyes. I can see. I can see something wrong going on here. I should be able to, I don't know, Use my voice and speak up about it, just like what Matt Walsh is doing here. That's all he's trying to do. All he's trying to do is just say, hey, something bad is happening here. We need to put an end to this right now. I was just at the dentist on uh, on Wednesday, and my, my dentist was telling me a story about a, a young woman. Uh, I believe she was uh, aged somewhere between 13 and 15 years old, somewhere in there. And she was having some issues, some mental issues. And she went to go see a doctor. Um, and I believe she also saw like a therapist and stuff like that as well. Um, she went to go see, and then went to go see a doctor. And then what they told her is it sounds like that you are not really a girl, that you need to go through a transition and become a boy. And unfortunately, this is, she's now, I believe, 18, 19. Unfortunately, um, looking back and, and, and um, all the hardships, all the physical hardships she's had to go through because of this transition, um, she now feels like she did something very deeply, deeply wrong. And th this is not a unique story, by the way. There are lots of people who are trans that have gone through the whole transition surgery and everything like that. And then 
some at some point later they come to deeply deeply regret it the whole point the whole point of this and i can't i can't believe that we even have to explain this to our our counterparts on the left or um, even to to young adults nowadays i can't believe that we actually have to explain this when you are going through adolescence and puberty there are a lot of changes that are happening to your body. That includes mental changes, by the way. That's not just physical. It's also mental. And to sit here and, and say that, oh, well, we, we, they, they, should, they should go through a um, transition and become the opposite gender. No, no. What they need is they need guidance. They need someone to talk to. They need someone to help them work through the emotions of what they are feeling. Now, when they become adults, if they want to actually go through the transition surgery and stuff like that, and they are of sound mind and body and are capable of making that decision on their own, then sure, go knock yourself out. I don't personally agree with it, but have at it, Haas. As a kid, they don't understand and I, I can think, because I, I mean, I was 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm 34 now. I was that age. I was a teenager. I remember some of the dumb ideas that I had when I was that age because of how I may have felt about a certain issue or topic at the time. But as I've gotten older and I've matured and I've been able to learn how to critically think through things, including my own emotions, by the way, and being able to manage those emotions properly and in a healthy manner, you become an adult. You start making more sound decisions. You start being able to to really think about these things. It's the same thing with these kids. They need someone, their parents, aunt, uncle, grandparents, close friend of the family. I don't care who it is. They need someone to be there for them, to help them work through these things. And doctors who are encouraging kids to go through these transition surgeries should be thrown in jail and lose their medical license because these kids are not capable of understanding the consequences and the gravity of that decision because it's, it's a lot more than just physical. There's mental, there's spiritual there's lots of things that go into all of this. So why this is my best take of the week? Because Matt Walsh literally destroys this guy right up here. And, and you humiliate, like what, what makes you qualified? I'm a freaking human being. That's what we should be telling these people who are, you know, in, in the, the, the woke corporation saying, uh, we need to be more inclusive and recognize the trans community and, um, you know, have, have seminars and everything within the workplace to help everybody understand blah, 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 freaking blah. I get sick of this crap. You know, if you want to do all this stuff, all you want, fine as an adult, but again, Leave our children alone for Pete freaking sakes. All right. So to transition here, um, I want to go through our 
Babylon Bee featured article of the day. And since Andrew Coppins is not here today again, um, I'm going to you know take all of his money that he has earned for this year and also for the next few months. All that money that we win from uh, playing the bee or not the bee comes to me. Comes to me. Um, so today's Babylon Bee headline is 12 new taxes Biden proposed in his State of the Union speech. And before I get into the crux of the article, um, if you haven't gone to coffeebrandcoffee.com, um, please do so. Um, if you have a significant other in your life that really likes coffee, um, Valentine's Day is next week. Now, I don't know that you would get it by Valentine's Day at this point. And I would also suggest if coffee is your gift to your significant other on Valentine's Day or if it's your only gift to your significant other on your Valentine's Day, you're doing it wrong. But however, it is nice to wake up in the morning uh, on special occasions and, and uh, have that nice cup of coffee already ready for you. So all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, pick out a flavor or several different flavors. And if you're not a coffee drinker, they've got tea, they've got uh, hot chocolate as well, which I'm a big fan of hot chocolate. Uh, my wife is even a bigger fan of hot chocolate, so... I can tell you right now, the one thing that's going to be happening on our Valentine's Day, she might be waking up or at least going to work with a, a nice hot cup of hot chocolate um, that day. So um, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout, and you will get 5% off your purchase today. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com, and, and it's promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout, and they will give you 5% off your purchase. So, um, highly, highly recommend. All right. So, uh, the Babylon Bee article, 12 new taxes Biden proposed in his State of the Union address. Uh, and amidst the eyebrow-raising claims of unintelligible shouting, President Joe Biden also proposed 12 new taxes during the State of the Union address on Tuesday night. In addition to boosting a lagging economy by further oppressing taxpayers, Biden hopes to improve public morale by taking more of their money and sending it to Ukraine. Here's a brief rundown of the new taxes proposed by President Biden. One, tax on the rich. People who make more than 30 k per year must pay their fair share. Uh, two, tax on the poor. You can't keep people dependent upon the government without keeping them poor. Three, child tax. Every third child born will be given a federal, a, to the federal government. Four, animal crossing tax. A tax on all profits from selling turnips. Five, Chick-fil-A sauce tax. A tax on each packet of sauce requested at Chick-fil-A. Six, Keep your gender tax. If you like your gender, you can keep your gender for a price. Seven, Amazon return tax. Wives across the United States will hit hard with taxes on each return. Um, I mean, my wife will be included on that. Absolutely. Um, eight, Thursday tax. Every Thursday, pay up, folks. Nine, meal tax. Only truly wealthy people need to eat multiple times a day. Now, there will be a tax on any subsequent meal. Uh, 10. Emoji tax. With so many people communicating by emoji, it needs to be regulated. And you guessed it, text. Uh, 11. Toilet paper square tax. 
With so many shortages of basic goods, the government will crack down on multiple square usage. Don't be greedy. And 12, tax tax. In order to crank up revenue, uh, the government will now require you to pay taxes on your taxes. All I have to say in response to this Babylon Bee article is well done and hashtag taxation is theft. Okay, so let's get into my my uh, worst take of this week. And um, that is going to come from um, the world of sports um, because I, I wanted to do something different. I could have thrown in the Project Veritas thing as my worst of the week. I could have thrown in the Matt Walsh thing as my worst of the week. Um, just because of the sheer stupidity of the um, committee member on there. I, 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 I could make the arguments for those, but I wanted to do something different. So, um, to start with, um, there, there's there's a couple of things here I think that, that, that are really, that, that you should know. This is, a, this is coming from Baby Bron Bron James. And Baby Bron Bron James, um, the other night, broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. He has more points in his NBA career than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was at the top of the list. Okay. Um, so now LeBron James is now number one. And um, why this is my worst take is here's what baby Bron Bron said about you know coming and this is right before he broke the record this is when the, when he said this when it came out i feel like i'm the best basketball player that ever played the game um i responded to him by saying facts don't care about your feelings michael is still the goat because it's true michael is still the goat look records are meant to be broken and if records were the end-all, be-all to who's the best in the game, then, my goodness, there'd, there'd be a lot of guys towards that the, the top of that list for di- various different things. And, honestly, I would still take some of these older guys um, on, on a team versus some of these guys that are playing in the NBA today. They're absolute wusses. LeBron, excuse me, baby Bron Bron James is a complete and total wuss. And he's trying to sit here and say that he feels like he is the best player um that that's ever played the game of basketball um, is completely false. I mean, first of all, he's on a losing Laker team right now until what yesterday, I believe it was yesterday. They had Russell Westbrook on that team, which they just traded to the Utah jazz. Um, and then they also have Anthony Davis who can't stay healthy. Um, they, they have other good players on that team as well. It's not just them. Um, they could at least be a playoff contending team. I'm not saying that they are a championship contender team, but they should be, in theory, a playoff contending team, and they're not. They're not even they're not even in, qualified for the new play-in games. They will miss that altogether at this point. If the playoffs were held tomorrow, they would miss it. And there's a very good chance that they will miss <coughs> excuse me. They will miss it by the end of the season. So, yeah, great. You broke records. You broke records. You're still playing for a losing team. Secondly, being great, breaking records does not make one great. Let's put it that way. What makes a per- what makes a player truly great, and this is why Michael is so great, is that he made people around him better. He was able to to lead his teams. 
No, I'm not saying LeBron James can't lead a team. I'm saying he can't lead the team that he's got now. He can't lead this Laker team. He they, they, he was mad because they didn't trade for Kyrie Irving um, earlier this week and said Dallas Dallas got him from from Brooklyn. Um, so he was actually pretty pretty upset that the Lakers didn't go after that trade or didn't push a little harder for it. And um, here they are. I don't I don't know truly that that there are a lot of players left that still want to play with LeBron James. I mean, if Ky- when Kyrie becomes a free agent, he might go to L.A. Maybe, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's going to change the dynamic there that much. I mean, it could. But the, with the way that they're playing and and the way that that team is being led, they're they're not they're not going to be turning things around anytime soon. It's not a winning culture there right now. It's not. So, um, it, it's it's your ability to make make your teammates better and really lead your team, and especially being able to do this despite when all the odds are against you too. So, this is my worst take because this is absolutely terrible. Um, trying to say that you are the best when you clearly have a long way to go. And if we were going to go off of just purely a stats standpoint, yeah, I could make the case that he's number two, but there is still one stat that he has yet to break, and that that stat is number of championships. Uh, you know, Michael has, what, six with the Bulls? Um, LeBron James has four altogether, two with Miami, one with Cleveland, and then one with the Lakers, which the, the bubble year when the Lakers played, I, I don't know how much I count that because I, I just don't know that it, that it was a fair, a fair one, but nonetheless, it does technically count. So he has four to be truly better than Michael Jordan at this point. You've got to win three more titles. The dude is, I believe, what, 38-ish? Um, I don't know that he's got three titles left in him. Not At least not with the teams that he's playing with. Not with the leadership style that he's been playing with. And then, by the way, when you start bringing your politics and crap in the game, you've got all these distractions and stuff too. Mm-mm. Nope, I think that takes away from the game too. So, no, I... I I definitely would not um, rank him as the best player. Now I will go into this though because uh, Enos Cantor or now Enos Freedom had a had an epic response, and this could have been my best take as well uh, because this this was an absolutely savage response on Baby Bron Bron James, and that is thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty eight points. Okay, that that's LeBron's current record or was his current record in terms of of points made um in in his nba career zero morale or or zero morals uh zero values zero principles zero empathy one bow down to hashtag china damn ain't that the truth and it, it was funny because I, I was curious about where where Enos Cantor or now Enos Freedom was was playing basketball earlier and I I uh, looked it up he hasn't played anybody for anybody in about a year. Um, he was, oh, I believe, he was cut. No, he was traded to the. He was traded from the Boston Celtics to the Houston Rockets, and the Rockets cut him. They 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 waived him from his roster, and no one's picked him up ever since. 
And supposedly, he called Adam Silver out on this. And, you know, a lot of this is because of how outspoken he is about all the issues with China and on other parts of the world. How the NBA is fundamentally bought by China, which is true. Um, Adam Silver said, you know, you're allowed to be as uh, outspoken as you want about the things that you believe in. But uh, kind of looks to me like uh, Enos Freedom might be getting blackballed by the NBA. So, but he he doesn't care. He's going to keep saying what he's saying. Clearly, his principles matter more to him than playing the game, which is awesome. Totally respect the guy. He's a complete tool on the court. But um, when it comes to stuff like this, I mean, it's it's a nice contrast to all the uh, wokeness that is the NBA. And finally, to conclude the show, we are going to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. Um, Our nominees are, if I can find them here because I I have them uh, written down. We have Joseph Marionette Biden, um, and that was largely for his comments in the uh, State of the Union address earlier this week. Um, specifically with stuff regarding social security stuff, um, what he was talking about, um, gas and energy and, you know, all that fun stuff there too. And just all the gaslighting that came out from him. Um, absolutely. Then we have, uh, Whoopi Goldberg where she came out and said, you know, it's fine, um, to, to make white kids feel like oppressors. I mean, if that, if that's not racist in of itself, I, I I just don't know what is. So, she's on on our list. Then, of course, we have um, Bill Gates, um, who is he's justifying um, using his private jet while being a climate activist, insists that he is not part of the problem. Um, yeah, it kind of is. I mean, if you have a private jet and you're using it and you're claiming all. Of, like being flying on an airplane is causing all these problems with, with the climate and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, you are part of the problem, bro. That, that is very hypocritical of you. And considering he's bought all the farmland that he's bought. And, um, apparently he's, I mean, it's a matter of time before he really starts using all that land to his advantage. If he's not already, um, is, is absolutely hypocritical. Um, and by hypocritical, it's absolutely Richard like, so he is a Richard of the week nominee. And then finally we have, um, president Donald Trump, uh, on this list too. Um, and that's going to be for his comments. Um, his absolutely disgusting comments on, um, Ron DeSantis earlier this week when he tried to accuse Ron DeSantis of grooming, um, and using alcohol to get, you know, young high school kids drunk and things like that. So who's the winner? I guess that's the real question. Who's, who is the winner of Richard of the week? Now I'll be honest. I am, I am very torn, um, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but I'm giving it to Joe Biden because I, I'm just, I, I'm sick of the gaslighting. Um, I'm sick of the lies that come out of his mouth. Um, I'm sick of his handlers holding, propping him up and letting his dementia take over and all the gas that happen up on stage and, and not really understanding what he's doing, what he's saying. But it's absolutely Richard like to continue to sit there and lie to the American people, try to cover up the, the classified document scandal, try to cover up that's everything that is his son and Hunter Biden 
Um, and while trying to um, disqualify Donald Trump and in, in, in his campaign for doing apparently the same thing, except the only difference is Donald Trump actually was the president, Joe Biden was not. And it's a matter, and the question is a matter of did Donald Trump declassify his stuff too um, before all this stuff came out and before he left office? But uh, I, I'm just done. I, I, I'm by default giving it to Joe Biden. Why am I not giving it to Donald Trump? Well, I, I thought long and hard about this because I, I, I was very close to giving it to him. Very, very close. But this is Donald Trump being Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump going back to what he did in his 2016 campaign and he is doing now, except he's doing it earlier because Ron DeSantis isn't even in the race yet. He's not even in the race. Um, but this is Donald Trump doing, uh, this, is, this is Donald Trump being, this is who he is. This is part of who he is, how he runs things. Um, when, when he is being competitive, I mean, everything is thrown, all bets are off. Anything that he says or, and does um, is off. It doesn't matter to him. Will it come back to haunt him? I think I think it will. I think it should. Will Will that resonate with voters? I don't know. I I really don't don't know at the end of the day. But uh, the, honestly, yes, it's it's very richer like what he did to Ron DeSantis. But that's also Trump being Trump, and that's not changing. That's not changing. I mean, we shouldn't expect anything less from him at this point. So. That's why Joe Biden gets it from me because like Joe Biden is actually in a position of power right now and he's using that power to fundamentally manipulate and gaslight the American people. And I, I, I think that that trumps anything that, that Donald Trump does or doesn't do to Ron DeSantis at this point. And to Ron DeSantis's credit, he didn't even care. I mean, his response was, I'm, I'm responsible for the people of Florida right now and taking care of what's happening right here in Florida, which was perfect. So... Um, yeah, anyway, well, um, unless something happens, Andrew should be back on Monday, um, which I will be here with him on Monday. We will be back on rumble as well on Monday. So until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are and no means no. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.